Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. y'all welcome back to the confessions of a crappy christian podcast a place where you and all of your crap are not just welcome you're wanted i'm your host blake guichet and every week i'm showing up with a new friend to talk about the things we're really great at the ways christ fills in the gaps on the things that we're not and how he has been faithful to make his power perfect in our weaknesses My hope is that you walk away feeling empowered and not alone in your struggles, and that people sharing their stories pushes you to share yours. All right, let's do this. All right, y'all, today's guest is Amy Brewer. Amy is just an average girl from Texas who sought to make a difference in the world. So now she spends her time advocating for and selling handmade products made by vulnerable women all over the world through her nonprofit, Elizabeth's Voice. Today we're talking about God's call on your life and how sometimes it just plain doesn't make sense. Amy, hey, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. So this is your first podcast interview. Which is yes. such an honor. <laughs> it's such an honor to be the first. I'm so excited. Because uh, this isn't going to be an incredible interview. I'm so looking forward to hearing about you and your heart and your heart in action. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your work with your nonprofit, Elizabeth's Voice. Okay. Um, so basically, my story is I went to a college to be a nurse. Um, because my goal was to always, you know, be a missionary in some developing nation. And I wanted to have like a practical job to do that. And so I became a nurse. And my heart has always been specifically towards like uh, vulnerable women. And Mm. so I became a labor and delivery nurse. And my goal was to always move somewhere, uh, work at a midwife clinic, you know, the rest of my life and just kind of give my life in that way. Um, And, uh, I did that. I worked in clinics uh, with midwives in South Sudan and in Mozambique. And while I was there um, and I saw and I still like my heart never changed for the women. I still love the women coming into the clinic so much. And I so much I saw so much potential in them and uh, so much opportunity in them that they did not have. But I had had so easily my entire life Mm -hmm. that um, my mission and focus totally changed. And I was just like, if I take myself out of this picture and don't focus on like my desires and what I've been working towards my whole life to be able to do, and if I sort of focus on what would be the best and what these women actually need, then that what they need is a job. And so many mm. of their problems would be solved if they had a, a dignified job. So I totally redirected my life and many people thought I was crazy, but I sort of quit nursing and I started a nonprofit with the goal to provide dignified jobs to um, these women. Instead of being a nurse, I wanted their children to become nurses and doctors Mm. and lawyers and 
whatever else they wanted to be. And I just saw a totally different vision for, for that. And so that's what I've been doing for the last, um, it's almost three years now. Dang, that's amazing. That line of like, instead of me being a nurse, I wanted their children to be able to be nurses. Oh, that one like got me. (laughs) That's incredible. And I'm, I, you kind of said this in your, in your explanation, but I mean, did people think you were totally crazy? Yeah, they still do. <laughs> <laughs> I still get asked all the time if I'm going back to nursing. And of course, like nursing is kind of a profession where you always can go back, you know, and always right. do it again, again. And I'm like, I don't know. I can't tell you that. I'm not saying no, but right now that is not what God has for me. So, yeah. Yeah. I definitely am constantly explaining myself. Yeah. And I think it's interesting. This is not the point of our interview, but we're going to like chase this rabbit for a second, that how often doing what you feel God has called you to gets the weirdest looks from people or because they don't understand it. And for some reason in our culture, we've decided that if I don't understand something, it's basically wrong. (laughs) Right? Oh, for sure. Yes. And it just seems so like unstable and insecure future versus the future of being a nurse would give you, you know, that they're just like, so you're doing what? You went from like the most stable job in the world to what? Mm-hmm. And it, just because it makes them feel uncomfortable that Ooh. they project That is yeah. a word. Like, because it makes them uncomfortable, they feel like they have to question it. Because look, I get, I get, some questions and some sideways looks about like building an online ministry and having a podcast like you know Instagram is where my ministry is built and thrives and I I mean I've had people outright be like Instagram doesn't matter I'm like well it doesn't matter to you and that's a hundred percent fine but it's the platform that God's given me I'm gonna use it you know and I think that's so good. It makes other people uncomfortable because they don't understand it. Like, yes. if we could yes. just it's let so people true. be. <laughs> yes. Good for it's her. So and Instagram, millions and millions of people are going on it every day. So your I- impact could be huge on that platform. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's just something that it's just a platform to use. You're doing the same thing that you'd be doing off of Instagram on Instagram. Right. It's the medium well, you're using. And I talk about this this Amy Poehler quote a lot on my Instagram that she says in her book, she says, good for her, not for me. Yes. And I would just love to see that, like, catch on and for everybody to be able to have that attitude of, like, look, because you and I having this conversation, like, this is a good for you, not for me, right? Like, I don't feel called to move. I don't feel called to build a nonprofit. It's just not, it's not the calling that I have on my life. Just like you don't necessarily feel called to have a podcast, but I can encourage you. I can share my platform to help spur you on and move you forward. It's like, we got to stop with the like different is wrong. Right. That's so true. I love that. I love that quote. I've heard it before. I love it so much. I need it like somewhere in my house because I've, I am a huge champion of that and I can forget I can look at what somebody else is doing and be like, that's weird. That's dumb. That doesn't make sense. And that's not, that's not fair either. But just talking about mission work and 
that's kind of like where we wanted the bulk of our conversation to land is talking about mission work in reference to the church and how they view it and how it could be better. I would love, like, what has your experience been abandoning a very stable career and moving into a a very ever-changing world what is the response from like the church been for you in that yeah it's I guess sort of uh complicated in a way because um the heart of like mission work in the church of course everyone has the same goal is to like you know spread the love of Jesus around the world and uh just be the light into the world and that is truly you know everyone's goal but the way we've gone about it as the church has been interesting because in some ways it hasn't changed in hundreds of years, even though our world has completely changed with technology and everything else um, that we have in the world now that, that we didn't have years ago, you know, like in the, you know, 1800s or whatever, mm-hmm. people would, missionaries would move to Africa or wherever they're going to and pack all their belongings in the coffin because they were planning on not coming home. And so uh, that's just kind of like what we see as mission work is someone from the West moving somewhere to, you know, wherever it is and uh, doing all the work themselves. Mm-hmm. But I found in my ministry, because I have um, a director, a lady in Uganda who I met and she is the director of everything in Uganda. And she was already doing this in her own community Um, She was already uh, trying to employ women by making the baskets and jewelry and all the Mm. things. And I met her and um, we just partnered together. And whenever that happened and how much she flourished, I saw the impact she was making, um, like with my own eyes, like I can't, it can't be denied um, in her own community by me, like purchasing these things from her and giving them more uh, steady income. Yeah. In their community is so much greater. And so, you know, with technology and everything nowadays, like I, I talk to her every single day, right? You know what I mean? Like every single day we're in communication. I don't have to live in Uganda, but I am there to support and we're partners in this. I like, I just feel like technology can be like good or bad for me. It's been really good because it's just created our entire business and our partnership together. And I feel like the church always just thinks that someone from like us needs to be there Mm. but the truth is jesus was already there and he's been there for a long time and he's there and working whether or not i get on a plane and go but he allows us you know to fulfill his plan and his mission whatever else he allows us to work together to fulfill that so it doesn't need to look like you know a white person going over there and doing that it can be you know um, if you just empower and so many uh, local people and I've traveled to a lot of like developing nations, so many people see change that they want in their own communities, but they don't have the resources to do it. Like whenever you're struggling to feed your own family members, mm-hmm. how are you going to help your neighbor? But I've seen whenever we give these women a dignified job and they see their steady income and they're eating every day, and they're able to send their kids to school and just, you know, have, like, a better life, they just start giving back in the, to their community in ways that I never could and could never understand because I'm a different culture. And so it's just, like, I just think it's beautiful the way technology can bring us together 
and help us work together to further his kingdom instead of, you know, sort of just like staying in our own lanes. And like, yeah. if I, I don't know if that makes sense, but that's kind of where my- No, that makes complete sense. And it's interesting because I want, I want to see us like land in the middle, which is, you know, balance is a myth, but like, okay, like I see the like white savior complex, right? Like I see that that is real and that exists but being a white person from America who does want to help, who does want to, you know, extend my resources, I think that there's this tension where, so I had an opportunity a few months ago to go to Uganda. I ended up not going because I had a massive panic attack and I couldn't get on the plane. But (laughs) had I gone, that was a legitimate thing for me that I was concerned that I was going to go and that, you know, and share about it on my platform and people accuse me of white savior syndrome or thinking that I could just like walk in and like make everything better. I mean, do you, do you have that conversation with people of like, there's got to be a middle ground here? Yes. Yes. And I totally like, it's it's such a complicated issue, of course, but I always say our goals are the same. Everyone's goals is the same is to make it better. We just need to do better about listening to the local people of how they would like to see that change. Like uh, Evelyn, my business partner, Uganda and I, we always talk about like things we want to see for the women or for the community. We're like, our goal is to have back whenever we were just starting all the women's school fees uh, for their children all paid for because that's such mm-hmm. a huge burden uh, mm-hmm. to single moms in Uganda. And so um, I might have gone about it differently than she would, but yeah. we talked about it and discussed. And, you know, uh, she said, you know what? Because there's like different fees you have to pay. She was like, if you just can raise the money for the bulk of the tuition, the women can work and pay for like the uniforms and the books and all that kind of stuff. And so we like came up with a plan together and we both understood our role in it. And then we were able to accomplish it together. Me using, you know, my privilege and my resources and people I know in the United States to raise the money. And her, of course, day in, day day out, working with the women, making sure they understood they needed to save this amount of money for their kids' school fees and it was just so beautiful because, like, both sides uh, gave, um, you know, equal parts and we were able to make it happen where all their kids were in school. That's and amazing. So, yeah, that's just, like, one example I would say. It's just, like, you know, really just talk with someone and say, hey, both of us want to see, you know, not as many kids have malaria. What do you see as the solution? Yeah. Because um, the end goal is the same no matter which way you look at it. Just how you do it might be a little bit different. Yeah. Mom life is hard. With days spent chasing tiny feet and keeping everyone on schedule, there's little time to connect with friends and get the support you need. But there's a movement working to change that. The Give It A Rest movement is a coaching and educational hub showing women how to make new friends and go deeper with the ones they've got using research-based tips and inspirational articles. 
If you're in a friendless season or struggling with shifting dynamics of your friend groups, the Give It A Rest movement also has vent sessions designed to provide an outlet when you just need to talk to a woman who gets it. They're doing everything it takes to make sure women feel connected in a world that can discourage and distract. To learn how to reconnect with your friends or to book a vent session, visit giveitarestmovement.com. You can also get your daily dose of sisterhood encouragement by following them on socials at Give It A Rest Movement. Life without a network is hard, but the Give It A Rest movement shows you how to stay connected through it all. And I love that. And it's funny, I just got off of an interview talking about like things being like everyone having different giftings and different different approaches to things. And so, and it, it kind of really circles back to what we were saying at the beginning of our interview of like, good for her, not for me, good for them, not for me. Like, I have terrible anxiety. I am not getting on a plane anytime soon and like being boots on the ground, but I can like, I can shop ethically and I can donate to nonprofits like yours that are making a difference. I can shop with, with artisans who my buying earrings for them helps them send their kids to school. And that is what's, what making an impact looks like for me while for you it looks like living in a third world country right yes definitely. oh right? yes definitely and well technically I live in uh Texas but I'm back and forth all the time but uh right yeah <laughs> but I totally understand like you're not gonna that's not for you and I think that's like good that you realize that because you know there needs to be someone for every part of this doesn't work if everyone did what I was doing there would be no one to support you know what I mean and so exactly. I, God exactly. creates us in certain ways. And um, I just think that if like the resources are there in like, you know, the American church and, and if you look at the world, of course, the resources are there like money wise. I just think it's how we're like using our money and our time that sometimes gets lost, if you know what I mean. Like sometimes yeah. we need to yeah. like maybe uh, focus on this area and not so much on that area. And I always like, get very concerned and I pray about my heart all the time with this but I always like if I lived in Uganda full-time and if I was the one doing all this like doing evil into job there I always wonder if we would always be fully funded and I always wonder if someone Mm. saw me doing all that and posting you know pictures on Instagram and whatever you know whatever it is to like raise money if like the money would be there but because I'm supporting someone um, that, you know, they never met and it's a different culture and they don't understand that sometimes maybe that's why I'm not fully supported. And so that's what I mean, like, with the resources, like the resources are are there to fully fund Evelyn's ministry in Uganda. And we could do make such a big impact. But sometimes it's like we just need to pray about what we're doing and what God would, you know, what would make the biggest impact. as a whole for the kingdom instead of what we understand. Well, and it's that idea of like senders and goers, right? So if you don't feel called to be a goer, that's okay, but be a sender. Yes. Yes. I love that. That's so true. That's so true. You know, so, and that like, I, you know, I've talked ad nauseum at this point about that. Like I can't, I can't go. I tried to go and I can't. (laughs) So I'm not supposed to go. Yeah. I listened to that podcast of yours where you talked about it and you were so honest and vulnerable and everything. And I just appreciated that so much. And I love 
Oh, that was well, terrible. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I appreciated you sharing. Not that you had to experience that. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. That was... Yeah. Your heart can be to go and you just, you're my life right now. I have, you know, a two and a five-year-old. I have a husband that works over 80 hours a week. Like there's, you know, even volunteering in my community is difficult. You know, I have a job, but like, and like we've said over and over, like I, I pray intentionally for people that I know who have gone or are going or nonprofits or the people that are the boots on the ground. And I do my best to, you know, live with margin to help them go. And I think that that's just really important that like, if we can see ourselves as senders and goers and that neither is wrong, um, but that you fall in one of those categories. Yes, that's so true. Yes. So I love that. And I love everything that you're doing. I love your heart for it. And I love that you're like, I love what you were saying earlier about this might look different if I didn't. Would would this work if I didn't live in Texas, if I wasn't raising awareness and raising funds and that you're aware that you're kind of both. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're kind of the goer <laughs> and the sender. Yeah, it's a complicated <laughs> life I live for sure. <laughs> I love it though. And I love that you've just embraced it and the impact that you're making and that, you know, you're, you know, you went beyond, okay, I could make a difference to like, I can make a, a difference that leaves a legacy, you know, that there will be a generation of kids who have the opportunity to be nurses. Yes. Yes. I can't wait till we have the first kid graduate from college. We have one in college right now. So it's very, oh my gosh. <laughs> That's incredible. That's incredible. Um, so, yeah, tell everybody where they can find you, follow you, how they can keep up with Elizabeth's voice, and even get involved if they want to. Okay, yes. Yeah. So, we're on uh, Instagram, Elizabeth's Voice, and my personal account, I don't do much on there, but it's uh, Amy B. That's me. And uh, mm-hmm. we have a website, uh, elizabethsvoice.org. And sort of ways you can get involved uh, financially. We do have um, a subscription uh, service. It's called Hope Mail. And the idea of it is just basically to give hope to women around the world. And so it's only uh, $14.99 a month. So it's very inexpensive. And um, you, you know, it's just like any subscription box. You sign up and then you get between one and two products every month handmade by women around the world. And that's, it's kind of, it's newer, so we're just getting it started, but it's really exciting because I see a really good vision. We could really make a big impact that way. And then we are a nonprofit organization, so of course, you know, we uh, take donations and monthly donations, and you can find all that info on our website, elizabethsvoice.org. Yes, I love that subscription. I didn't know that y'all did that. I'm going to have to look into that. That's amazing. Thank you so much. We're hoping that, you know, well, this uh, past month's box, we were actually, we found out about a, an Iraqi refugee that lives here in Texas, that she found herself like the sole provider for her two kids. And she has one on the way due in November. So we were able to just like have her uh, make some earrings for the subscription box. And so mm. it gave her an income where she worked from home. So our vision is just like, you know, where we can like find needs and we can meet them through having them make something and then they can get uh, have the money to take care of their family. So it's really exciting to already see that come into effect. 
and God, it's only like four of my yeah yeah yeah, that's amazing. Amy, thank you so much for taking the time to share your heart and wisdom with us about this. I think that hopefully this will be an interview that people walk away like, oh, yeah, okay. So I think that this was really good and really impactful. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I was so um, humbled and honored to be on your podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Confessions of a Crappy Christian podcast. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and you can find the show notes and more information about the show at confessionsofacrappychristian.com. I'll see y'all next week. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope, it's Geico. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, give it thou the berries. For fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. No, it's from Geico because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.